Wolfing Down Food Science. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Food Science by the Fireside, where we answer the questions that you have about food science. I think we've got a really great question for today and a really good question for this time of year. You know, this is perfect with the fall weather. And what do you think first off when you think of fall and autumn? I know I think of pumpkin spice latte. So we got one question from a listener um, and here it is. By now, everyone's heard of PSL, but where did it originate and how did it become so popular? So just to clarify, PSL is an acronym for pumpkin spice latte that we have uh, we have coined because it has become such a popular term in our everyday life, especially during the fall time. You know, there's so many products now that have really jumped on this pumpkin spice flavor yeah it's kind of crazy i mean there's pumpkin spice deodorant (laughs) pumpkin spice deodorant just in case you need to smell more pumpkin spice all day long (laughs) does that go with ugly sweaters yeah oh my gosh (laughs) Um, what are some other things that have pumpkin spice in it these days like besides coffee i mean i can think of um cereal and yes, pumpkin spice Cheerios are actually very tasty. I like uh-huh. that. I partake in that. Um, pumpkin I've spice seen... beer. Oh, yeah. Good. Sometimes. Yeah. Depends. But uh, yeah, pumpkin spice beer, that's certainly a, certainly a thing. It has been for quite a while. Yeah, I've seen lots of dog treats. I, I, I've known pumpkin to be good for dogs, but you open up these dog treats and it smells like cookies for people. Like. <laughs> Their pumpkin spice uh, dog treats always come out. So I, okay. it sounds like it's marketed for humans, but yes. actually maybe the pumpkin has some beneficial factors for the dogs as well. Yeah, my dogs always liked pumpkin. So there's also a, a pumpkin spice poopery. You know, a little spray oh, that you're supposed nice. to have in the bathroom. Okay. All right. So if you really want to embrace the pumpkin spice throughout your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Everywhere. <laughs> Let's just keep it to the kitchen, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get confused. <laughs> well, if you, say, okay, so- if you say so, there's pumpkin spice spam available oh. on the market as well. Okay. So- oh, I've seen pumpkin spice cup of noodles, ramen noodles. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yep, these are all on the lineup for this season. I, I got to try them, you know, got to got to give them that fair I'll shot, I suppose. Yeah, okay, I so mean, we it's have... just in almost every aisle in the grocery store. I feel like you could find a pumpkin spice something. Okay, so we have deodorant, we have poopery, <laughs> we have uh, <clears throat> we have beer, dog treats, dog treats. Mm-hmm. and more. And more. Yeah, hmm. Granola bars, yogurt, waffle mix, granola, uh, creamer, lots of different creamers, puffins, cereal. I'm looking for toothpaste. Do they have oh, pumpkin oh my goodness. spice? Because 
you might. That's the next you know, one. Yeah, pumpkin spice toothpaste, maybe. That's all you keep. <laughs> <laughs> you have got the market cornered on that. <laughs> so, oh. what exactly is pumpkin spice made of? Well, um, sorry to interrupt you, Teresa, but Crest yeah. already has pumpkin spice toothpaste. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> oh, so boy, covered- they- oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm totally wrong. Somebody, you know, you should never trust the internet. Totally wrong. <laughs> it was a goof on Pinterest. Oh. Okay. So somebody has also thought of it, but I don't <laughs> think Crest has made it yet. So okay. Know. Well, there we go. To all of the uh, toothpaste companies out there, we've laid the gauntlet mm-hmm. down for making pumpkin spice. That's right. Toothpaste. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So where where did these spices come from? And um, you know, and how did they get into our uh, pumpkin spice latte at our uh, favorite coffee shops? So I think that's a really good question. So what are the spices that are present in pumpkin spice? It's got to be cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, and ginger, I, I believe. I think those are the most traditional, like core spices, or maybe traditional is the wrong word. Most normal spices that you're going to find nowadays in pumpkin spice. Yeah, I think at least those, and then and then the uh, the spice mace, not the spray in your face mace, but the spice <laughs> mace, um, which is a totally different thing, as well mm-hmm. as uh, white pepper and cardamom. Um, and this this appears to go back to the uh, to the Dutch and their knowledge of what were called the Spice Islands, which they wanted to keep secret. A group of islands in Indonesia where many of these spices grew, and so they <clears throat> essentially wanted to corner the market on these type of spices. And uh, so the Dutch East India Company. Um, was the one that was uh, originally uh, selling and distributing these type of spices around the world. So that's where they were originally is Indonesia. So that's that's um, kind of where it begins in terms of that the spices. Were they selling these spices individually or making the blend already at that stage? Yeah, that's a good question. I know that these spices began to be incorporated into some blends as well as into some of the desserts in combination. So I'm not sure exactly when it was that uh, this this came together, but there is some indication. And uh, this is based on a uh, article from uh, from Better Homes and Gardens um, going back to 1796. It appears to that the first cookbook um, that used this called for uh, mace, nutmeg, and ginger as um, as a way of seasoning pumpkin. So that's that was one of those. And then also another recipe indicates nutmeg, clove, and an allspice. So there were various combinations of these that were used to season either pumpkin or things that aren't even desserts like uh, like fish and uh, and sheep oh. or, mutton, or mutton. So it didn't really necessarily start out being absolutely dessert related, mm-hmm. um, but it kind of 
kind of went in that direction as as time went on. So pumpkin pie spice blend is not necessarily a modern invention. It's been around for a while. We've all kind of jumped on the train here recently. <laughs> Do you think those herbs have some antimicrobial properties associated with them? And maybe that's what they were used for before they were incorporated into pies and desserts? Well, they, many of them do. So what we would call essential oils, the, the things that actually make those spices have the particular very powerful um, flavor characteristics that they do, the cinnamon or, or what have you, um, they do have um, some antimicrobial properties. So I think that was part of the reason, but certainly I think as one of our famous scientist says flavor rules. So I think mm-hmm. that a lot of it had to really do with how these these spices complemented one another in combination. So I'm looking at the 1675 recipe for pumpkin pie spice, which includes cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves, and pepper. So, mm. um, yeah, so kind of combining all those things together. I think McCormick was the one who branded the name pumpkin pie spice in 1934. So they were marketing it as the spice to use with pumpkin pie. And it's that, that traditional blend of cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves, and ginger. It was only a matter of time before the beloved Starbucks also <laughs> hopped on that and started putting it into coffee. But people got pretty upset that they when they found out that there was no actual pumpkin inside the pumpkin spice latte. You mean I don't get a serving of vegetables with my coffee? <laughs> <laughs> my sugary coffee. That's right. That's the, that's the whole reason I go I go to Starbucks is to get a serving of vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Well, but no. now with pumpkin though, right? Now with so pumpkin. now they've added it. Yeah. Okay. How so, much is you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in 2003, when the original pumpkin spice latte came out, it had pumpkin spices um, based on some of those old recipes, but it did not have pumpkin. And that was it was not until uh, when was it? 2015? Yes. When actual pumpkin puree was added to this mix. And yeah, I can testify I, I had a pumpkin spice latte very recently and Definitely, there was a distinct pumpkin flavor in that pumpkin spice latte. So there is pumpkin in there as well as the spices associated with pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah, definitely there. It's become a pretty big industry, I have to have to say. It's um, from around information from 2018, it's a $600 million pumpkin spice industry. Oh, so, goodness. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And that I think that is really mostly attributed to food. So even if you branch out from there, it's probably even more as far as monetary worth. (laughs) Pumpkin spice has done good as far as how much you can make if you slap that flavor into your your ramen noodles and (laughs) and run with it. Starbucks alone has sold more than 424 million pumpkin spice lattes since 2003. So that can just put in perspective how much the market has exploded on this. Yeah. On this flavor profile. Definitely. I think still the biggest winner, according to this Forbes article, is pie filling. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Pumpkin pie is yeah, ultimate grand supreme. Thirty million dollars worth of pumpkin pie filling. Starbucks has hundred and ten. This was in twenty eighteen. Okay. Be, yeah. So so pumpkin pie filling, like the actual thing. <laughs> but lots of uh, cereals and packaged coffees. Dog food is actually the next one down. What? <laughs> it's pumpkin pie filling, Starbucks, and then dog food. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's oh my gosh. That's crazy. actually the dog food <laughs> is almost equal in millions of dollars to uh, Starbucks. Whoa. The dogs okay. are as trendy as we are. That's right. And, you know, they're not buying their food. We are, so. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. You know, we talked a little bit about the history of this going back into the um, into the, the 16 and 1700s. But uh, this idea of pies um, and what we do you know, in terms of flavoring them, that goes back thousands of years. I mean, pies themselves you know, go back to Egypt and Greece and Rome, um, the use of, of dough and things like that and filling it. Um, we have already passed Halloween, but guess what the original name for a pie crust was in England? Oh, I don't know this one. I'm curious. Yeah. It was spelled C-O-F-F-Y-N. <laughs> Coffin. <laughs> yeah. So it does it, you know, you know, having just passed Halloween, it it is a little bit strange now. Next time I, you know, sit down and have some pie, I'm going to look at that and be like, hmm, you know, that filling is inside of a coffin or at least that's Come what on, it used Cam, to be let's called. Go stuff the coffin. I'm glad we <laughs> I'm glad we changed the name to crust. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that name change. But but that. You know, that's that's really the oldest part of this whole pumpkin spice, you know, um, uh, tradition, I guess, is the is the pie itself. The spices where they were grown in Indonesia. And then you have, of course, the coffee, which comes from Africa, the dairy coming from from Europe and Central Asia. And uh, together, this is a pretty international drink. I mean, the ingredients have just been assembled from everywhere. And thinking of all of the recent questions about supply chain, you know, it really does make you think about where all these ingredients in our foods come from. You're not saying there's going to be a shortage of PSL, is there? I'm not going to. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I didn't say that. I'm just saying. Don't make us panic. I'm just saying it comes from all over the whole entire world, and because of that, yeah. Um, At this stage, that, we're very globalized, so it honestly, yes. maybe is hitting all of the corners of our taste buds and making it that much more satisfying. If you'd like to find out more about our podcast, Wolfing Down Food Science, please check us out at wolfingdownfoodscience.budsprout.com, where you can find our show notes and email address. You can find out more about NC State, our department, and FS201, the amazing course that has brought us all together, on our website as well. Please don't forget to subscribe to Wolfing Down Food Science wherever you stream your podcasts like Spotify and iTunes. Thanks for tuning in to Wolfing Down Food Science. See you next time.
Thank <laughs> you.